new edition, the R&B group, pops into my head every once in a while. Whenever I listen to them, I remember a conversation I had with a classmate in grade 8. He was the only other person in my class who liked new edition or R&B music. He told me that listening to the album brought a tear to his eye. Anyway, they have this song called Home Again, and it starts like this. I've been away for much too long. I hope you still feel I belong. I didn't mean to cause you pain. Nothing to lose, much more to gain. So you can stay away. Just when I thought that we were through, I found my way right back to you. I can't change what happened in the past, and won't promise this time it'll last. Can you stand the rain? I've been away for a while. I've missed you. Every night I get home and I'm exhausted. When I think about what I've achieved during the day, it almost feels like nothing. But I go back to school the next morning and try my best again. Some days, of course, are better than others, but it does, at times, feel like it hasn't stopped raining for about a month. Hey folks, this is Ali, and welcome to today's episode of Teaching and Learning, One Teacher's Audio Diary. In this podcast, I share some of my perspectives and ideas on education. There is little that could have been done to better prepare us for this school year. While I do have a number of complaints about how the Ministry of Education here in Ontario handled the situation, the truth is that I care little about the direction that comes from it. If I'm honest with myself, I decide what I want to do in class, try to picture my students doing the work, think about how it fits within the context of my school, consider the support I'll receive from my administration, and all this before I think about the curriculum or what objectives the ministry has laid out for me. At the end of the day, my my commitment is to myself. I want to be the best teacher that I can be. Of course, students factor into my ability to achieve this goal. I think that the stress and anxiety of this situation we are currently facing, with all of its uncertainty and inconsistency, is more administrative than practical. What I mean by this is that we are all trying to figure out how things are going to work instead of focusing on what we can make work. We are, rightly, worried about our teaching assignments, the students we have in our classes, and the subjects we have to learn before we can teach them. We are feeling pressure to do a job that we are trained to do and experienced at doing, while also entering into a new realm of the profession that is unknown to everyone involved. Facing this has made me question my understanding of who I am as a teacher. I've never really had a good grasp of who I am more generally, but pursuing a career as a teacher has probably been the best thing that I've done for myself. I struggle with managing the balance between who I am as Ali and who I am as Mr. Glam Hussein. I'm worried that we'll see a number of teachers leave the profession this year. I think that a lot of teachers are going to take an extended leave or search for a new career. I think that a lot of teachers don't want to have to draw a line between their needs and the needs of their students and, by extension, their careers. At the same time, a lot of new teachers are benefiting from the situation we are in. In Toronto, there's a shortage of teachers. If you didn't have a full-time job before, there's a good chance you have one now if you want it. It's probably not what you were expecting your first class to look like, but we all have to start somewhere. We haven't been given the chance to manage our expectations properly, and we are suffering the consequences of not having taken the time to do so. No teacher in all of the history of teaching has been in this situation before. No student in all of the history of learning has been in this situation before. But we as a society are focused on returning to a new normal. In this new normal, we want to bring with us as much as we can from what we knew before. As teachers, we still try to uphold the same standards. From our students, we expect that they'll be able to accomplish as much. We want to normalize our situation so that we can establish routines and predictability. This pandemic has fractured society. Even within the microcosms of our schools, new divisions are being created, and we still need to learn how to mitigate these. Only the most adept among us are able to bridge any gaps at this point in the year. 
Even then, there are so many changes taking place so constantly that keeping up is the work of an Olympic-level gymnast. The possibilities that exist, though, there is so much room for change. Our best intentions are not enough, however. What we need to do is define our objectives. We need to be clear about what we want education to look like in our classrooms. Before we can do this, we need to know who we are when we walk into those buildings that students flock to each morning. I know people who know who they are as teachers. I also know people who don't know who they are apart from being a teacher. And then there are people who are just teachers. Where you fall on the spectrum is entirely dependent on what you want to receive from the profession. Yes, teaching is a rewarding profession, but that's not enough to justify the pay. But pay isn't what a profession is about. That's what a job is about. Nobody, not us, the parents, or the students should walk into any classroom this year and expect to see something that resembles what they know or remember. If we are approaching this year with the objective of bringing things back to as close as possible to what we had before, then we haven't taken advantage of the opportunity that we've been given. If we do nothing else in our in our classrooms. We have to teach and learn how to be skeptical. We need to question. We need to experience discomfort. We need to accept that who we are is not static. We need to acknowledge that growth is an active process. There is a certain irony in all of this because we have to first understand who we are before we can approach change. As teachers, we have to be honest with ourselves about what we want to achieve and then what we are capable of achieving. From there, we have to be okay with knowing that our objectives should surpass our capacity. For our students, we need to encourage them to explore further what they want to learn. Too often, what they want to learn can't be found in the curriculum. That's okay. That's good. Because it's our job to figure out what the report card comment will read. Learning isn't about the grades, and it never should be. Learning is about growth, both practical and personal. While completing my placements for my Bachelor of Education, I had to fill in these long three-page documents for each lesson that I was going to teach. They were comprehensive, to say the least asking you to consider all aspects of your teaching. These days, my day plans are far less involved. I'd like to think that I learned something while filling in those three pages that quickly turned into six. The purpose of those annoying lesson plans was to ensure that we knew what we wanted to do and that we had a plan to help us carry it out. We needed to be intentional in our approach. Our objectives needed to be made clear so that we knew if we were on track or not. The best teachers I know have only a vague idea of where they're heading, but they have all of the tools they need to carve a path in whichever direction they're taking. And they always carry an umbrella. This week's recommendation is 99% Invisible. I listen to the podcast regularly, and every episode is interesting. 99PI tells the stories of the things that make up our world that often go unnoticed. You can find them at 99percentinvisible.org. The question of the week is, What's one small change that you haven't made in your teaching practice so far this year? Thank you so much for listening, folks. If you'd like to have future episodes appear automatically in your feed, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, where you can also leave a review. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at MrGTutors or on the website at www.MrGTutors.com. Remember, the best way to do your job is to do it honestly. Talk to you soon, folks.